Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Joshua Taylor, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Josh, how are you this week? I'm doing all right here. Good, good to hear. Um, it's a hot one here. I've been working up in my office all day. You know, I worked about nine hours at my my uh, regular job, and then I uh, got off there, did some dishes, did some grocery run. Uh, by grocery run, I mean the local uh, Mexican store pick up uh, tortillas for tonight. We're having fish tacos. It's going to be awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, wore a mask and showered and did all that decontamination stuff when I got back. And uh, I had just enough time to, to run up here and start recording. So <laughs> my day has been pretty full. I hear you. Oh, boy. So, let's get into what we are Radical Rexing about. All right, what you got for us this week, Josh? All righty. So, this week, I am trying to figure out um, how to, for one, how to make a little better um, productivity out of this time, still being mostly at the house. Um, thankfully, I haven't had to go back to my office yet. I don't particularly care if I ever do can't say that I love the place but <laughs> but um actually being home I've been um trying to focus a little more on writing now um this week trying to spend maybe a little less time and just kind of goofing off on just any old random game here and there like I tend to do um I've been putting most of my time setting down at least into um XCOM 2 for the Switch that just came out recently I'd gotten a uh, review copy of it and i know I'm a, we're a little bit behind here but um it is quite a meaty game and it is pretty brutal it's really good though um if you're into that sort of thing i'd, I'd recommend giving it a shot i don't want to say too much because i haven't written my review yet but um yeah it, it definitely it puts me in mind of mario and rabbits of course because uh, i believe that game was inspired by XCOM. so uh but it is a lot tougher so that one's been beating me down really good but um makes it rewarding though and you finally do make it through something um really other than that um just kind of got my mind on a lot of things hoping to step this year up a bit because you know it hasn't been all that interesting so far but i think it'll get there <laughs> cool well yeah i hope things get better for you and you're able to find uh, what you're looking for uh you know get out of the rut that you're in and Get on to awesome things in life and get your family to new places, too. Oh, yeah. It's out there. Just figuring out exactly where that is. So uh, this uh, this week, uh, yesterday, uh, was uh, Draco's birthday. So we celebrated. Um, we did a couple different things. Um, the, the theme of the birthday was a uh, space theme. Uh, we didn't have any guests over anything because of COVID. But, uh, you know, we, we had fun decorating the place with, in, in space and uh, made some weird weird foodstuffs and uh, just had a good old time uh, spending it with family. Um, at about 8 o'clock, we had a birthday party on Animal Crossing. And uh, basically, most of the household and one other person um, and my sister-in-law all came over to the island and just hung out. We gave gifts and uh, just kind of chills. Um, once we had a disconnect and uh, nobody came back, so me and Draco and Angela, my housemate, uh, all I just did hide and seek on the island for a little bit before we uh, we uh, got off there and uh, we made quote unquote dessert. Um, we we uh, what you do is you cook rice and you crush up Oreos in it and mix it all together. It's a really really tasty treat. Um, and then uh, they had this other weird concoction with popcorn, but I wouldn't touch that because I had uh, it had Red Hots in it and I'm not not a big fan of that. But uh, it was a good birthday party. Um, I actually was able to uh, 
scrape together the money to get Draco a uh, replica uh, of Sting from Lord of the Rings, uh, the, the <laughs> little sword that glows blue in Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, you know. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, he's definitely very, very excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. Um, as far as gaming goes, um, other than Animal Crossing, not a whole lot. Um, in Breath of the Wild, I um, I got all the memories, and I beat the um, everything that you needed to unlock uh, the Champions Ballad stuff. So I have the the motorcycle now. I'm driving that around everywhere. Uh, I'll have and, that. Thing. Uh, I made an attempt. I've got about let's see, 31 shrines to go to have all the shrines done. And I made an attempt at the trial of the sword and got my butt handed to me pretty early. So I'm like, okay, I need to regroup and, you know, get some hearts and get ready for this for serious, you know, just to see, cause it's on master mode. So it's, it's brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. <laughs> had had but, you done uh, it before on normal mode? Like everything? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I've definitely done it on normal mode before. So I kind of know what to expect. I didn't remember a lot of it, but uh, it's, I mean, it's more of, like, if you enjoyed your time on, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, uh, there's that, shri- or that shrine island that you go to, and you're basically reset. You lose all of your gear and everything. You have to start from scratch and, and collect yeah. these orbs and things. It's basically that. Uh, of course, you magnify times 100, but uh, definitely yeah. hard mode for sure. And this is master mode hard mode. So um, it's going to be a big accomplishment for me. And this is, like, my all-time favorite game, so I want to give it justice. Um, I'm not so sure I want to go around and try to collect all the Korok seeds, but I at least want to do Master Mode, you know, Trial of the Sword to say that I've done it. But I uh, will see on that. <laughs> um, I have a couple of Joy-Cons I got to get sent off soon with Drift. Not fun. Not fun at all. But uh, it happens, so I hear. <laughs> um See, have I been playing any other games? I really don't think so. Um, every time I like go to my home menu and I just sit there and like, nothing sounds fun to play. Uh, so I'm hoping something will catch my attention soon. I've got Paper Mario coming up, so that'll probably be one I'll, I'll definitely dedicate to. But I'd like to get working on another game here soon. Um, I just don't know what. I really should be going on and playing... Um, you know, my my games that are my backlog, but I'm just, like, not feeling anything right now. Um, I fired up my 3DS randomly uh, to, for today's game, the recovering. Um, and so, uh, you know, I discovered that my 3DS was actually uh, not doing so hot. Um, the battery, I popped up off the back because the uh, SD card wasn't connecting for some reason, so I had to unplug it and plug it back in. And I noticed the battery had like bulged quite a bit. The back cover was being pushed off because of that. So uh, I need to get a new battery for my 3DS. Um, that's, uh, yeah, tracking that down is going to be really difficult. If any of our listeners know where to find it, I would be greatly appreciative. Um, I need the new 3DS, not the XL version, the regular new 3DS, the one with the face plates. I need a replacement battery for that and uh, haven't been able to find it yet. Can't really contact Nintendo uh, to get those replacement parts is easily because of COVID. Um, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Hopefully I can get through, but that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, just, I want things to start working, <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm worried about my 3DS. I've got a good library on there. Um, I know I don't play it that much, but uh, I really, uh, really care about that. And I forgot completely 
that I had SNES games on there and, and some other things here and there. I'm just like, man, you know, this system, it was a really cool system. And I didn't give it enough enough time, really. Um, I got my new 3DS, and I didn't play it that much because the Switch was already here. And uh, I'd like to go back and, and play it some more. Uh, I, was, I was captivated again by the 3D feature of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, that is what I am Radical Rexing about. And I think we're ready to get into the main topic this week. Uh, we are going to talk about a pink puffball. Puffballs Unite and Kirby's Adventure. game come out all right so this game originally came out for the NES on may 1st 1993 in the u.s anyway of course it was on the famicom a little bit earlier not that much more it was march 23rd 1993 uh composers for this uh this game uh hirokazu ando and jun ishikawa and uh you know the designers of this game you may you may have heard about them they're uh they're kind of a big deal uh masahiro sakurai uh, satoru iwata and shigeru miyamoto um, you know, HAL Laboratory had their hand in this Kirby game because HAL Laboratory does all the Kirby games, I believe. I don't even know if there is a, a non-HAL Laboratory Kirby game. You can correct me on that one, Josh, but uh, I don't think there is. Uh, I should know that. That's a good question. I don't <laughs> believe so, at least not a mainline one. So um, in Kirby's timeline, um, where does this sit? So this one, I believe, is the second game. Um, the first game that had the... Uh, like the transformation abilities in it. Yes. Um, this was the game that gave Kirby his abilities, uh, abilities. his color. <laughs> you know, initially he was a white looking ghost. Um, but in this one, you could actually copy abilities. You could still inhale enemies in the first game on Game Boy. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he really started to shine and become his own thing in, on the NES. Um, interesting, like, this series started out on a Game Boy. Um, there's not a lot you can say started out on Game Boy, so it's it's kind of cool that it stuck around this long and it's 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 a comfort food. It's it's a staple in Nintendo's fold. Um, it's not necessarily like A tier um, in a lot of respects. Um, they keep it pretty much for the kids in a lot of ways, and Kirby doesn't like die that often. I mean, he's he's almost invincible in some ways, um, but again, like you can lose and get game overs and what have you, but it's just, it's a lot easier to survive, especially if you're, like, flying through and avoiding all the enemies and stuff, so. Um, I think that they really outdid themselves in this game uh, from the first, you know, from Dreamland. Um, it's interesting that they kept it adventure on the consoles. Um, you know, they did, they kept, like, the land stuff theme going like mario land you know um they kept kirby's dreamland um on the handheld for the most part um i'm trying to think if there is a i guess dreamland it kept the name on super nintendo for dreamland 3 um but i think i like that they had that land idea on the game boy it was a land game like yeah um 
but Kirby's Adventure was uh, its own fleshed out game. It almost felt like the first game in a lot of respects. It, it's not necessarily a copy. <laughs> copy. Um, <laughs> what was your first experience with this game? So for me, I, I was I mostly started with the Super Nintendo. I was a little bit late with getting back to most of the NES games. My dad had already sold it, and I don't think we ever had this game. For one, this actually came out a few years into the Super Nintendo's life, so um, I'm sure that hurt it on sales and things like that. But I actually first played it, I believe, on the Wii Virtual Console. Um, it's I, I, If I remember correctly, it came out in 2007 on the Wii Virtual Console. And if I remember correctly, I got it pretty quickly. Um, because that was still that was early on in the Wii days, so the virtual console thing was still really new and exciting. Um, it would be wonderful if it was still a thing, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the first place I played it. And really, it's it's a, I think that Wii Remote like Sideways was a really great way to do it because it's a really simplistic controller um, where it's already got basically just like the two buttons and the um, you know the arrows basically like the Nest controller does um yeah i remember really liking it then and that was actually i, I hadn't played a whole lot of kirby games up until then um it's one of those that i think is a really good one for someone new to the series honestly um even though it's not technically the first game the first game doesn't have copy abilities which is something that is in basically everything after that so i would you know if you're new to the series if you're looking for somewhere new to jump in i would if you can't play Dreamland, I would start here. Dreamland's short anyway. This one actually has a pretty decent length. But yeah, I, I definitely remember liking it. It, um, you can tell um, just by the way it looks and the way there's there's little cutscenes that play out that are that are pretty cool in the middle of every world. Um, you can sort of tell it was done later in the Ness's life or even into the next generation in this case. There's some interesting uh, mechanics that they introduced in here. Um, I, I always loved Kirby. Um, and I remember seeing the Game Boy one. I think I remember seeing Jacob playing that one. And it was okay. Like, I didn't care for it too much. But it, something powerful about sucking in enemies and then, like, taking on their characteristics. Um, the sound effects. And it, it's really, really, like, rewarding to do so. And uh, you feel quite powerful uh, to take on those transformations. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that they actually put Kirby in Smash Brothers and they kept that that mechanic going um, because it's really cool to have that ability to become your enemy and use it against other enemies. Um, and, and again, like, you kind of get that with Mega Man, but it's totally a different thing. Totally different. <laughs> Uh, I think some people will laugh at me for saying this, but I prefer Kirby games over Mega Man games myself. <laughs> I, I hurt someone's you. feeling. <laughs> I can understand that. But again, the difficulty level is, uh, you know, hill versus Doable. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that Kirby doesn't have baby. difficult games, but... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I think everybody is, is so used to seeing Kirby as sort of like an easier franchise. It definitely has its harder moments. Um, I know in the, I know even in Dreamland, after you beat it the first time, if you go back the second time, it's not quite as simple. And this game yeah. isn't like, you know, I, I, isn't super easy. I mean, it's it's not difficult. It's definitely no Mega Man or something, but it's it's not as easy as you would. I wouldn't. Like, what is the newest one? I'm, I can't think of the name of it. The newer one on Switch, I think, is a lot easier than this one. 
I think easy then, this was easy for back then, but it's not necessarily what's easy today. Easy today is like, can be painfully easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love just the vibrant colors of this game as well. And the music, my goodness, the music. Uh, that is where it really, really shines. I'm definitely going to be inserting some good tracks into this this episode because, oh, yeah. Gotta love that classic Kirby sound. You know, I know there, there's people that, that rag on Kirby a lot and say he's just for babies or something, but no, Kirby is probably one of the strongest Nintendo characters out there if you think about it. <laughs> he's the only one that survived World of Light. Totally <laughs> exactly. not Sakurai bias. Totally not. <laughs> No, I, I think Kirby has uh, is quite resilient. Um, uh, in a fight between Kirby and Majin Buu, I don't know who would win, but probably Majin Buu. But <laughs> Kirby gets props there. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I don't even know who that is. Gosh, I probably just made us lose like half of our listeners. I done said Kirby's better than Mega Man, and I don't know who this character is. <sighs> <sighs> But uh, you do you do know, however, who Meta Knight is, and this was his first appearance yeah. in this. Um, they didn't really give him a name or anything, um, but it was cool to fight him. Now, did they do a reveal showing that he was a Kirby-like creature underneath? I, I think I remember him being like a black-colored Kirby. I want to say, and I, and I want to say that they teased that in this game. He is. I I believe it is near the end of this game when that happens. I haven't actually gotten to the end in quite a while. Come to think of it, but. Yeah, he looks like there's actually actually a Smash costume that looks similar to it. He's just like a dark purple looking Kirby with I think yellow eyes or something. Um, I I think it's in this game that it shows that. But yeah, I know at first you don't even fight him directly. Like the first one of the first boss like fights, he just sends out a bunch of bad guys after he and runs off. You know, I really just enjoyed uh, the creativity in this game. Like there's these the, like it's like, it's like the enemies. Um, there's like a witch that like sweeps, but is kind of a broom itself. I mean, that's what I always thought anyway. Um, you know, you have like the toadstool that you suck the top off of and spit it back at it because it doesn't actually kill it. Like you just take the top part off. Um, some of the abilities that you get from the items like Sparky. Um, again, all these abilities came from this first or this second game in the series. Um, do you know if there are any, like, enemies that had abilities that you couldn't really copy in the first, in the Game Boy game? Um, was Sparky in there? I know that the Spike, um, what, Gordo, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, I know Gordo was in, um, I want to say it was in the first, the Game Boy one. Um, but, you know, those ones are, you can't really suck in or, or... I don't know you if can, it's where you can, but you say you can? Yeah, in Dreamland, you can you can suck them in and even like spit them back out or swallow enemies, but it, you can't copy their ability. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if you were playing a Yoshi game and you tried to make an egg and nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, wielding a sword as Sword Kirby was pretty cool. Um, I want to say that Rock Kirby was available as well. Um, I yeah. know there's the wheel. Kirby, I can't say for sure if that was in that one. He is, yeah. Um, I, I love the mic. It was so cool, you know, destroying all the enemies on the screen. <laughs> yeah. One time only. 
Uh, was Sleep Kirby available in that one? Pretty useless power. I right? believe so. I know the wheel one was pretty cool because they would specifically, I think even somewhere near the beginning, um, there were sections that you could go through a lot easier um, with the wheel. Like if you would, just, you could like go under things that you couldn't as like normal Kirby, or you could go, I think there's a bridge somewhere, like what, you can start destroying it and you go so fast as the wheel, you can actually get to like one of the secret exits or a treasure or something at the end of it. Um, so they actually hit a bunch of secrets behind, you know, you having certain abilities. And if you didn't have it, you're just kind of out of luck. You could still beat the level, but you're not getting an extra life or the button to unlock a secret level or something. I know that the uh, Maxim Tomato became a thing. Uh, is it Maximum Tomato or Maxim Tomato? Like, what? what is the proper name for that? I always thought it was Maxim just from Smash Brothers, but I don't know if it always had that name. Um, I, Well, I'm starting to question myself now because I thought I knew the answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Maxim. But does Smash call it something different? I know it's Maximum Kirby. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm, I'm looking it up real quick. It looks like it's Maximum both. Yeah, I'm about to offend Kirby fans here, but I think most Kirby games are the same for me. Like, story-wise and just... I don't know. I didn't feel like there was a lot of depth in some ways. Uh, a lot of the same story. It's. I think it has less story than probably Mario. Um, and maybe that's sacrilege. I don't know for sure. But I, I, I say that, you know, I'll digress a bit, saying, like, the first game had a different villain than the second game did, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I know Dreamland, like, had DDD, the first game had DDD um, stealing all the food from the kingdom. So it was like, I mean, he's not kidnapping a princess. It's kind of got a, something a little more interesting going on, I guess. <laughs> About the equivalent of K. Roll stealing Donkey Kong's bananas. Mm-hmm. And they're they're similar characters too. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's interesting how DDD has become a lot more of a good guy. He's very plucky, um, and so you know he, he's comedic relief in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. The actual villain in this game, um, or the the person who's causing the big issues, um, there's this entity called Nightmare. Um, who corrupts the Fountain of Dreams, you know, and uh, King Didi actually helps out by stealing the Star Rod. Um, I can't remember what he does with it exactly, but I know he teams up with Kirby in a way um, while this nightmare character is spreading bad dreams to all the people. I want to say, I distinctly remember, like, Kirby having nightmares. I don't know if it was a game over screen or, like, a cutscene, if that's something that happened in NES often, um, but I, I do remember something about like a nightmare theme or something that that spoke to that effect. Um, uh, you might be thinking of uh, Return to. Ooh, wait a minute, is it Nightmare or Dreamland? I believe it is on the Game Boy Advance. It's like a remake of this. Hmm. Um, if you have you played that version of it? I don't think I have. Um, okay. My first experience with the game was, I want to say, oh gosh, no, I'm not sure now. Um, <laughs> it was probably Wii, but I want to say that there was a time before that that I had played it before, but I couldn't tell you when or where or how even. Um, yeah. My 
nostalgia for Kirby is not great. Um, my memory yeah. of the games are not great just because I went through them so fast and they weren't that hard for me. So I not, didn't have too many memorable moments. Um, but I know I've always been a fan of the, what is his name? Wispy Woods? Is that his name? The tree? Yeah, the tree. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the tree and I always like give like props that they have the tree like in every every in like iteration of the game I'm pretty sure. I, I have you played Robobot by chance? I'm getting a little not, off topic no, here. No, no, okay. I need to. I heard that's the best one, but I just never did. Yeah, it is. I was good I asked because Wispy Woods and that is pretty cool. I don't want to give it away just in case. <laughs> you might have seen it. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I guess while we're while we while I brought it up, that Return to Dreamland um is a remake of this game that was for the Game Boy Advance and it's on the Wii U virtual console. Um okay. so if you ever boot that back up and decide to jump in, that's not a bad way to experience this in a somewhat updated way. Okay. And I, I believe it does give a little bit more story. Why don't we cover the different games that they have, uh, the versions of this game, where you can get the game. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was that was 2002. Uh, the Nightmare in Dreamland came out, and that was yep. the remake of Kirby's Adventure. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, available on Wii. Um, it was available on 3DS for sure. Um, they had a 3D version, a 3D Classics line. That game looks beautiful. It just pops with that 3D. It's one of the better looking 3D games, in my opinion. Um, just that pixel art with the 3D backgrounds just sings, honestly. Um, but they didn't change much outside of that, which is a faithful port with 3D. Um, it was a part of a collection on the Wii, I want to say. Yeah, it was on the, the Kirby um, shoot. I can't think of how many years it was. I think it was 20th anniversary or something. I actually have the disc. It's one of, I think, like six games on there. Kirby's Dream Collection, I think is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, like you said, the Wii U. It's available on the Wii U on the GBA version. Um, yep. they did, they have it on the classic, you can play it on there, and you can also, uh, play it on the Switch Online subscription, which I didn't realize. I should have probably, you know, in this time I haven't really decided what I want to play. I probably should have been playing on my Switch, but, you know, I was trying to go through <laughs> playing my 3DS instead, because I like that, that 3D element. I remember it was, like, I thought that was the best version of it, but. That's how I was just recently replaying it was on the Switch, actually. <laughs> Did not even it is one of those. It is one of those I've gone back to a few times since I first played it. Um, it it's just it's a pretty simple one to go back to and just pick up and go through. Um, it, it takes a little bit of time, but it's it's fun enough that if you don't feel like playing it, just be like, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> um, I actually meant to ask, do you, do you remember any of the mini games um, in particular, like in the middle of the world? Um, I, I'd loved, absolutely loved the crane game that they had in there. Yeah. Having the giant Kirby's, that was fun. Um, I don't remember too many of the other ones. Uh, refresh my memory. Um, well, I was going to say, first off, the crane game, I think, was the best. I, I ended up getting pretty good at it, um, where you could, like, go for the big one or the tiny one. But what always stunk on that one was when, like, you'd get the first big one, but then the next one would go all the way to the end. And I swear sometimes it would just be, like, just an half a hair off and it would drop it halfway through so that was always disappointing but it was always a good fun one 
Um, now for the other ones, I end up getting my Kirby games mixed up, like you said. <laughs> and, and I don't mean this like against the Kirby series in general, because I, I generally actually like it. Um, but I'm trying to remember what mini games were in this and what were in the other ones. So you have to forgive me. Uh, there's one that you have to, um, it's, it's kind of hard to put to words, but you're like in a boxing ring. And King DDD is standing up on the side, and he's tossing, I think, like 30 different eggs at you. But he's also throwing bombs in the middle of it. And you have to hold the button to open Kirby's mouth to catch as many eggs as you can by the end of it. Um, if you catch a bomb, it's immediately over. But So that was a pretty cool one. You can get one-ups through that. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of the other one. Um, but there is a decent handful of them. I, I don't think there was any that just like I point out didn't like. What was one of the? Oh, I know another one. Quick draw was in this one, um, where you had to. I think it put you up against three different enemies, where it would set you out like in the middle of a desert, and as soon as it said draw, if you you had to hit A before the computer pulled out their gun on you, and by the third one it always got really hard. But so yeah, th- I think that was the only three on that version of it but they were all pretty fun it was a nice addition to it mm-hmm. now did, did you ever get to like the the secret final boss oh i don't think so i don't know if i gave it that much time um okay enlighten me because i don't i don't remember this yeah, like if you go through and I, I believe if you find like all the exits, all the well, I'm get I make wording that like I'm playing Mario World, but if you find all of the yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, have Have you ever seen the giant buttons hidden in levels that you hit and it like opens up a new door? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of explorability um, and like uh, alternate ways to go uh, to clear the map because Kirby would do this powerful like slam with like a flagpole i want to say that that opened up more of the map and then you could like find secret areas as well yeah yeah if, if you basically if you if you collect every well if you unlock everything if you clear the entire map in every world um after you uh beat king ddd you have to fight nightmare um which is actually a pretty tough fight um and now i can't remember how much this game shows versus return to dreamland i feel like i beat it last more recently if that makes sense but um like you were saying with king ddd it actually already in this game it pretty much reveals that he was trying to protect the fountain from nightmare at the beginning of the game Mm -hmm. um so he never really was the bad guy i like that i mean in a way he's i don't know anti-hero but he's definitely like out to serve himself but Oh yeah. At the same time, he has he has good intentions a lot of times. So, and props to him. And then Meta Knight, <laughs> kind of the stoic, like does his own thing, anti-hero as well. So, they're pretty much like if you're not strong enough to beat me, then you have no sense in going up against all this anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think, like where this series has gone. And that, like, they put so much detail into the story and effort. But, you know, you've got the people who created the game that are, like, big, big wigs in Nintendo, you know, big names. So they they did a really good job with this. Um, 
Uh, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Um, do you have any closing thoughts or anything that you wanted to say? Not a whole lot extra, really. I'd, um, like I said earlier, if, if you're newer to the series, I would definitely recommend this being a good place to start. Um, it does feel a little weird, like if you jump into this or anywhere in front of this and then jump back to Dreamland, where it has like no copy abilities. But for this one, I think is fine. Um, kind of helps you get a good feel of where things started with it. Because, I mean, the series has grown, but I, I don't feel like it's grown in quite the same way as, say, like Mario has. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say I would say it's a safe place to start if you haven't already. But it, it is a good one. Like I said, it's a good one that I kind of find myself going back to every once in a while, just when I'm looking for something fun to play that's not too pressing. Um, you know, with this game, I did want to note that this was the first time that Kirby was in color, so uh, audiences were shocked that Kirby was pink. Yeah. You know, because uh, you know initially he was monochrome, he was whitish looking, um, but he'd always meant to be pink, and it's it's that NES had a lot of shocks, like you know, oh wait, you know, Samus is is a girl, you know, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> didn't expect that at the end or you know whoa kirby's pink uh, that shot if i remember right i think i think miyamoto wanted him to be yellow yeah i think he yeah. recommended that he be yellow yeah and they did a nod to that yellow color um in smash brothers i want to say yeah he pops up in that and you'll see different color kirby's in like uh the mirror game and and different things like that you'll end up seeing a yellow one so that was probably intentional mm-hmm so this game started it all. I mean, you can count the first one, you know, for Game Boy, but this one really took the series to, like, give it its staple, like, transformations. Um, you know, you had... I don't I don't know if the first game had too many minigames to it, um, but they also had, like, these museums that you could visit to get power-ups as well. Um, yep. they, just, they did a really cool job with this, uh, upscaling it to uh, a home console experience. Um, props to the creators, uh, props to Hell Laboratory, and thank you for the nostalgia you've given us with that. All right. That brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Josh, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Sure. Uh, like always, you all can mostly find me on my own Twitter. That's usually where I slap all my gaming-related stuff. It's uh, at Whopper744Games. And other than that, I just kind of float around the Nintendo Nostalgia pages, like the Facebook group page and all of that good stuff. Uh, you, you talked about your uh, reviews, too. Tell me where you can find oh, them yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been writing some different reviews for Nintendo Village. I've got a good handful of them up, actually, now, and a few other um, articles and things I've written, and uh, one currently I've been working on, um, hoping to do more there. Don't know what all what yet exactly, but... Um, yeah, and I'm enjoying doing it, enjoying being a part of it all. So go check that out. Go check out Nintendo Village if you haven't yet, of course. Yeah, they finally got you up on the site. There is a picture up there, I believe. <laughs> there is on the, uh, whichever box it is there, there is of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you can find me at Metroid Hunter on Twitter or Metroid Hunter 101 everywhere else. Um, you can find the show at the nintendovillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook at Nintendo NOS, at our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. 
shoot us an email at nintendonostalgiain at gmail.com. And you can also give us a call on our hotline, share your memories, and show some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. See you all later. Come on, Cabby. Welcome to Star Adventure.